Oh my goodness. Welcome to the Create Podcast. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. Now, before we jump into talking about all the exciting things that we love to talk about, we want to tell you about a few offerings we have just for you. A few very special things. If you head to our website right now, www.thecreateseries.com, we have an awesome holiday sale going on. Half off! Half off everything on our website, so you do not want to miss that. I don't want to miss that. Never. Do you want to miss that? Never. There's no missing that. Also, you're going to hear me talk a little bit in this podcast about some healing work I've been doing, and I'm doing a retreat in Joshua Tree. That's right. It's a mystical Joshua Tree adventure in February. Do you want to go all the way out with me? Because we're going to go there. So you can email me at hangylove at gmail.com for more information. Oh my gosh, I wish I could be there. That sounds amazing. We're going to levitate. We're going to levitate. Um, also, if anyone is interested in studying a little more deeply with me, I'm offering in the new year my eight-week mindset class. And this is a brand new class, and it's called Melt the Resistance. Ugh! Any resistance you have coming up in your life, fear, doubt, shame, embarrassment, hurt, trauma, limiting beliefs. We are going to dive all the way in in this amazing eight-week course. And if you want more information about that, you can email me, natalielinroy at gmail.com, and we will dive into that. That course starts March 12th. Who doesn't want to melt their resistance? Oh, it's so good. Um, We love you. We hope you enjoy this episode, and goodbye. Natalie, it's happening right now. Right now. Woo! (laughs) I think this is hilarious because the topic of this podcast is that all paths lead to the divine, and we've had to try many paths today to get to this podcast. There's a lot of dedication. For those of you that might be interested, Kristen and I are reunited in Paris. We're actually in the same room together. For some reason, when we're on U.S. soil, it can't happen, but when we arrive in Paris, we find each other. We find each other so easily. Um, however, the joy of being in Paris at this particular moment, because there's a transportation protest and uh, there's been a lot of internet outages because of uh, people using Ubers and things like that. So uh, we've been having such a funny moment trying to find internet and capacity to record this Christmas podcast for you. But we've done it. Literally, I took uh, our travel podcast mic out of my suitcase and the wire, the cable had bent. And then I tried to go on Zoom link, but the internet was too unstable here. So now we are at the voice memo on the iPhone to record this. (laughs) So we hope you enjoy because this was how much dedication we had. (laughs) Well, all passed lead to the same place. And Natalie and I, uh, the, the topic for this came up because we had a really interesting experience recently um, being separated. I was in LA working on the new Rock of Ages that we're doing in Hollywood. Natalie was in New York City. We knew we were going to meet up in Paris for holiday cheer, but we were having very different experiences. Right. And what we've always found with each other and with our lives is that one thing that's been amazing about our friendship and also amazing about having these conversations and bringing them to a podcast is we've always found that our curriculum, the things that are showing up in our lives is always really parallel. So when Kristen will reach out and say, Hey, this is what's been coming up for me, or this is what I'm learning. It's always the amazing thing of, Oh my gosh, I'm learning the same thing. I'm getting the same messages. So it's like the universe divine source of love is giving us the same lessons 
often in different outfits. But what we found during this particular time, which was interesting, is we spent the summer in Europe together. We had an amazing time. We saw each other every day, beautiful cafes and podcasting and writing and joy. And then we went our separate ways basically through the fall. And now we're reunited again just at the solstice. So there was this long season where our paths were on really different paths and what it seemed to happen for the first time was that our learning was happening totally differently. And it seemed for one of the first times, and as we would share, we were really interested and fascinated about, wow, it seems like I'm going um, east and, and Kristen's heading west. And so it seemed like the paths were going in the opposite direction. And we were able to get together last night and talk about kind of being on the other side of each of our journeys and saying, oh my gosh, we were actually learning in different directions the complete same lesson. Like we were going through the same process, but in entirely different directions. And what it made us think is so many times people say, am I on the right path? Have I, have I gotten off my path? And we were just having the revelation of it all leads to the same place. It doesn't matter how you get there. The destination is always the same, which is growth and evolution and the source of love. And it makes me think about how we're all one at the core of who we are. We are all part of the same cosmic consciousness. So of course, all of our journeys lead to uh, a place that is united. Mm. And if you go deep enough inside of yourself, you find the whole Right. And if you go, if you pull way back into the hole, you find yourself. It's constantly reflecting back in that way. That's why you can really trust your journey and also trust your expression. That when your expression is pure, of course, it, other people are going to identify. And I love the idea of just trusting your path as it unfolds. I think a lot of people spend time looking at how their life path evolved. Or, or might be going, and especially when you can't see the forest through the trees. You don't know why you were led into the wilderness. You don't know why it feels like you had maybe a decade of your life that you felt like was on pause. But trusting that there, it's not, it doesn't always look sense until you've lived it. And then you're able to go, oh, I have this, you know, on the tip of my poetry book that's coming up, I have this one line in a poem that says, my path the whole entire way was holy. Mm right? I just, you just can't see it because while you're in it, it feels like, oh my goodness, what's happening? And it reminds me also of the creative path, like a creative journey. I was telling you, I have a client who is writing a musical and she reached out to me and she's like, well, I don't know if I should do this part at first or this part or this part. And I was like, well, you can't get it wrong. Just start from, you know, yeah, you can absolutely do an outline. For sure, if that turns you on, right? Right, Or you can absolutely start by like figuring out how to say your story in a sentence. Absolutely. You can also just start with writing a monologue from your main character if that's what's talking to you right now. And I was encouraging her to just to find the turn on inside her body and follow that direction because it's often the easiest. So it's the same thing with life. We can take any path we want, but if we find the place where our turn on is... That's often a very fun path to go on. Right. So it's kind of like if you know you're going to land 
in your dharma. You mm-hmm. know you're going to land in your destiny. Yes. It's why you were born. Yes. Like you can't get out of it. Yes. You can't get away from it. You will land there no matter what. That why not take the path that feels the best? That right? feels like the most joy. And part of what makes something feeling, what would make something feel best is just not adding resistance to it by thinking it's not best. Right. And so that was what was really interesting in my learning is that the path that I felt like I was on in the last month or so was a really dark one. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was really faced in the deep isolation of kind of like the stuff that's underneath anxiety because Mm -hmm. when you're in anxiety it's really your attempt to regain control so there's a lot of like uh fight or there's a lot of energy in it there's a lot of wanting to make change or wanting to do something but then underneath that there's that uh quieter place that that almost lethargic set back place the heavier place the a very still unmoving place some people might consider that a more depressive state Mm -hmm. for me it didn't feel at all like something I would label that way but it felt deep it felt isolating on purpose like Mm. it felt like that was the calling the calling was to be in deep stillness and deep quiet and really just sit in the depths of ooh, this feels really painful and I'm not going to try to force it away. I'm not going to try to move it. I'm not going to try to make it feel better. I'm really going to sit in, this is the experience of pain. Mm. This is what it feels like to be a human being in a deep pain or in a deep moment of sadness and not push it away and find the peace of being in that place without making it wrong. Yep. This is, oh, this is just the human experience of the coldness in the bones of loneliness or whatever that is and just not labeling as as anything wrong and just being with it. So actually going through that process and just accepting this is exactly what the process is for me right now. And I'm not going to resist it or push it away or try to make it look better or shinier yeah. or put any makeup on it. I'm really just going to be okay with it. That was the easy path. And it was the turn on. Yeah. That sometimes the turn on is to go where no man's gone before. Yeah. Or go to the places that we usually want to put push away. And so it was really interesting because... While I was in that place, um, you know, Kristen would send me, as she always did, like beautiful messages, like love and joy. And, and, and I would say to Kristen, thank you for being that. And, and please continue to be that because even though I'm not that right now, knowing that that is on the planet is really important. Right. And I can't get there. I can't get into life is for joy today, but I also need to see that star shining in the sky while I sit in my dark night of the soul. And so what was really fascinating is for, for in my experience, and you can talk about what it was like on your side from my experience to see Kristen going through this real process of like opening up into light in a way that I, you're always light and you're always love and you're always buoyant on the planet. But what I've seen is this transition into this, unconditional love and light that's like blinding in a way that's like 
that you would stand in awe of. And I'm like, wow, like the darker I was going, the lighter Kristen was going. And it would have been so easy to make a story of, well, we can't connect Mm -hmm. or we're not in the same place and create a separation and create an excuse to say, well, that person isn't where I am or whatever. But what was fascinating is Anytime we would get a moment to come together and yeah. connect and you would share what you were learning from going all the way into the light and I would share what I was learning from going all the way into the dark. It's like the, the same, same message, right? It's the same thing. And I thought we did an amazing job not getting into codependency with each other because we, we there was this permission for the other person to be exactly where they were and the other person didn't need to move from where they were like both were baptized as holy yes and I when you were going through I'll use your dark night of the soul for lack of a better term I was like I'm so excited for Natalie's downloads like I was like well no one's a deeper channel than Natalie Roy I cannot wait to see what she comes through with it's going to be so exciting so there was like a jazzness of like, you go, girl, go there. Like you're exploring in outer space. Exactly. And part of the thing that I think sometimes we get into with mm-hmm. friendship, with romantic partners, with yeah. business partners, is we get into the thing of, I think they're not okay. Let me try to make them okay. Let me try to fix it. Let me try to make them laugh. Let me try mm-hmm. to make them smile. Let mm-hmm. me Let me try. But ultimately, we, when we do that, move off of our path onto someone else's, which A, is destructive to our own path. That's right. But B, we now muddy up their process, their growth, their learning by trying to be the person who fixes it for them. And I kept saying to you during this process, um, thank you for loving me the way you're loving me because if you tried to fix it for me, the unconscious message I get is she doesn't think I can fix it myself. I know you can. And you know I can. Yeah. So you just saying, go where you need to go, be where you need to be. And I'm right here anytime you want to talk or download or have a hug or yeah. like you let me know what you need. But ultimately, I know that you've got this. Yeah. I know that you are able to walk your own path. And that's the biggest gift we can give anyone. I know that you are strong enough to walk your own path. Yeah, I see the divine in you. And I know that you always 100% get what you need. And I'm so excited to watch the process. And ultimately what we did, the the big (laughs) download at the end for both of us was, my gosh, it all leads back to love. It all leads back to communion. It all leads back to oneness. It all Mm -hmm. leads back to we are all one. This is all one experience. We are one consciousness. Whether you think about it as divine, as a separate source from you, or the, or the divine inside of you, that's what it's all just trying to bring us back to. And yeah. some of us access it through pleasure yeah. and through joy and through savoring. And some of us access it through deep pain. And we have to give ourselves permission to say, however I access it is okay. Yeah, that's it. And it's all available to me. So I don't even have to create a story of I only get to access it this way. It might be your entry point. It might be the thing that feels easiest, but you can also access it every way. And it's all possible and the door is always open. And part of the learning of why, I love that Abraham Hicks once said, you know, you don't come out of the womb with your romantic partner. Like your romantic partner Mm -hmm. isn't in your mom's belly with you. And then you guys come out, you're like, yay, let's do life together. It's like, no, 
you come out just you, just, just you. And you go out of the world at the end, just you. And so the real divine gift is saying when I can be really, really comfortable knowing that no one else is responsible for my growth, my learning, my process, and I take them off the hook, then they get to be in my life as just this awesome human being I get to enjoy and celebrate. And so when I see Kristen doing amazing things on the planet, when I see you at an opening night, when I see you with your hair all blown out, when I see you in Paris and we have a glass of wine together, I just get to enjoy you Mm -hmm. and celebrate you. And when you get good news, I I get to share that with you. And when you get hard news, I get to know that you've got it. And I get to be a space that can just be with you in that. Yeah then that just feels like, wow, then my only responsibility is just to my own path. And then I get to love and enjoy everyone who comes my way. And doesn't it make all of our relationships so much cleaner, right? We, we know then what our job is. And I can say firsthand, I've been very uh, guilty in the past of not knowing the difference. Like I only learned how to be with, with someone in relationship without needing to intervene because of seeing and, and coming generationally from a path of people that love to intervene, that love to get involved, that think someone else's life is their responsibility. And I fumbled all the time in getting involved, especially with romantic partners, in thinking they were my job, mm-hmm. right? as opposed to learning that my job was actually just to enjoy them and get to know that they can handle anything that comes their way and not taking responsibility for things that weren't mine to take responsibility for. So really learning those personal energetic boundaries and learning what was mine and, and what is someone else's. And you're right when you say that when you know where your boundaries lie and you know what is yours and what is someone else's, it's actually a way to respect them and to see the divine in them. And when you, you constantly empower people with the sight that you have. So just being able to let go of someone else and the and, and, and need to take care of them. And if you've ever had an addict in your life, that can be so challenging to like let go of someone who's in pain. Mm-hmm. And knowing how much is um, yours and versus how much is someone else's. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, like my friend Sarah always says, your path is your way. We never know why someone incarnates and chooses the path that they chose. But trusting that their path is exactly the path they need for their own process. And we never know why someone decides this is the path of their life, but that's theirs. It's their creation. So it's almost like if I am to get too involved in someone else's creation, it's like I'm dipping my hands in their play. They're crafting a play from their own soul. They're crafting this this piece of art. And if I start to get involved, they're like, "Uh uh-uh, this is my piece of art. I'm creating art with my life. Let it be mine. Mm. And so you... um, when you, when you step into taking full responsibility for the art that is your own life, then it becomes easier to trust others to handle their own art. And I love to think of my life that way, this big, beautiful sculpture that I'm creating, and I get to be the artist of it. 
how fun, how cool, how exciting. And it's when I don't want to take responsibility for my own conscious or unconscious creation that I'm doing here, that then I want to get involved on somebody else, right? So it's a, it's kind of this like self-betrayal of trying to get, um, have a reason to stop being as powerful as you are. I remember you said something to me once about romantic relationship and I've never forgotten it. It blew me away. You said, until my side of the street is completely clean, I'm not going to go over there and talk about or discern or or mess with what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, once every single thing in my life on my side of the street is completely cleaned up, completely in integrity, all my wounds are healed, yeah. then and only then can I go over into someone else's business? And the funny thing about that is it's never done. It's never done. It's never, there's never going to be a moment where all of my wounds are cleaned up. All of my conditioned beliefs are gone out of my head. The ego is going to stop yelling at me. Like I have so much work to do over here on myself. What right do I think I have to go over and be an authority in anyone else's life? Absolutely. Like you and I talk a lot about taking someone else's inventory. Like when you sit and you make a list of someone else's flaws. And first of all, all it is is personal distraction. Yeah. Anytime you find yourself making a list of what is wrong with someone else, it's like, oh, I'm avoiding myself. Time for me to look at me. Yeah. What, am I, what am I creating here? with this relationship, with this situation. And isn't the worst feeling in the world when you feel that someone else is judging you or telling you what's wrong with you? (sighs) It's it's really the worst feeling in the world. And and I think about how important this conversation is during holiday season. Many people are spending time with family of origin and many people have the story of, oh, this person or, oh, my mom or, oh, my dad. They're always nitpicking. They're always judging my life choices. They're always telling me what I'm not doing right. And it's like, yeah, doesn't that feel bad? Doesn't that feel so bad that... That doesn't that then make you say, oh, I really don't want to do that to someone else, even them. I really don't want to make up a story about how my mom's always hard on me. Yeah. Because then I'm judging her and that, so I'm doing back to her the very thing I'm upset with her for doing to me. And the cycle just perpetuates. And at some point we get to say in our consciousness, the buck stops here. Yes. I heal this now. Well, it's really interesting that you'd say that about uh, family so I want to tell a story about my parents that I actually already told you, but I'm going to say it now for our podcast listeners. I love to just out my parents on my own podcast. <laughs> we love You're you. You're welcome, Lolly and Gary. <laughs> um, and also, I, I do want to say first that part of, of owning our own power is to say, if I know that this is, you know, like say a, a family that I could only be around for a certain amount of time to, to carve that out, I get to, I get to choose what it looks like for me. So one of the things that I've been working on is transparency about who and what I am. And as you know, I've been becoming more conscious and practicing uh, this gift I have as a healer. And it's like the most exciting thing. And I'm, that's part of like the elevation of why I was going so high. And I was like, so ecstatic because letting this energy flow through me is like the coolest thing ever. And it literally makes me feel high, like I can fly. And this was why our paths were so interesting, yeah. was that you were accessing this 
very high vibrational divine cosmic energy yes. that was like turning you on and lighting you up like a Christmas tree. Yes. I was over here in form having physical body pain and sickness, like actual like body breaking down, causing you to go like the most form and the most formless. Right. Yes. And all paths were the same. And, and you, you and I were both learning inside of that is surrender. Yes. So you were going all the way into, I have to surrender into the pain that is here. I cannot fight it. I must be with it. And I was learning to really access those high vibration energies as it took full surrender of my body. Yes. So I have to let that light like overtake my body and surrender my thought forms, just allowing like dropping, dropping, letting go, letting go in order for this like light to take over me. In both cases, it was complete and utter relaxation. Yes. And, and, and letting go of control. That's exactly right. Yeah. So we're both being taught, but through opposite ends, which is why non-duality is so important because it's all part of the whole. So I'm talking to my folks and I have this whole thing of like, I feel like I'm like coming out of the closet as like a healer. And I don't know why it feels like, is this taboo to say out loud? Because, you know, it's that thing of thinking there's some sort of stigma. Someone's going to be like, Kristen's finally lost it. Right. <laughs> right? right? She's finally gotten over the edge and should we, should we be concerned? Concerned about her, <laughs> so they're, they're like admitting you. Like we think she hears voices right. now. Like, I absolutely hear voices. <laughs> exactly are you kidding right. me? So uh, she gets visions. She hears voices. She thinks people are in the room with her when they're not. I was literally thinking in my meditation this morning. I was like, oh, I love. Tra- I never feel like I'm traveling by myself because there's so many people in the room. Like just hilarious. So I'm. Uh, so I, I'm coming out to my parents basically on the phone and talking to them about um, the healing that that has been happening and this new practice and I'm just being ballsy like in my own consciousness I'm like daring myself just say it all don't censor yourself for any reason and I tell my parents this and like they react like the sky is blue like duh of course and then but then they get really transparent with me and tell me how it was you know their 48th wedding anniversary and they fought all day long and they had some of the biggest fights of like their marriage they're like we just didn't even like each other we were triggering each other left and right and then um, around seven o'clock we decided to do a do-over and we went we had dinner and it was wonderful it was so great and we got to talk about like what our relationship wants to look like for the rest of the time we're on the planet Mm -hmm. and I was like you guys that's so beautiful and I was like I wonder if they would have told me that beautiful truth if I hadn't created an opening by sharing with them who I am yes and I had a similar process recently where I was getting my makeup done at Sephora for opening night for Rock of Ages Hollywood like you do like you do and I've just had this thing lately where I feel really ballsy and I just want to tell the truth and so there was this like really cool makeup artist who was like dressed in leather and he had long braids and he had all these tattoos and he's like doing my makeup and he starts asking me questions and I just start answering like the absolute truth. I end up telling him about, uh, talking to him about healing. I talk to him about my poetry book. I talk to him about, you know, my relationship with the divine. And he opens up about how his mother died last year. And he's like, and I can just feel the universe talking to me constantly, just telling me, trust the process of your life. Mm. Surrender to the process of your life. Like we know what we're doing. You can let go. Mm. Right. And I keep having this conversation with life in, inside that, con- that conversation of surrender where I feel the universe telling me we know exactly what it is that you 
want to do on the planet. We know what you desire to create. We're on it. We are so on it. Now, can you go inside of you and notice any limited beliefs, any resistance, any thought forms of the contrary? What are your unconscious creations that are going on inside? And clean those up for us because it's those things that are actually getting in the way. Yeah. Right? In the same way as when we get in someone else's life and someone else's business, that's the thing that gets in the way. Right. It's it's what is the intruder? And that was what I was really asking when I was in my sickness. Because I could feel, I know what health and wellness and wholeness feels like. I know when my body is feeling whole and complete. And you feel the energy when there's an intruder there. Yes. You know? um, and it was really like getting really mindful with my body. What is the intruder? What is the thing I'm ingesting, whether it's physically or mentally, Uh the thoughts I'm telling myself? What is the thing I'm ingesting that is causing something to be that is not meant to be, that that is impeding, that's taking up space? And so what are the thoughts, the limiting beliefs that take up space that my dream is meant to take up, that take up space that my dharma is meant to take up? What are the the thoughts in you that say, are people going to think I'm crazy? Are people going to think I'm weird? That ends up taking space from the light being in your body to do the thing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not to say, where's my dream? Why hasn't it happened yet? Why is this person not supportive? Because those things take up more space than even that person's judgment or the dream not being here is taking. But if we clean out what isn't meant to be there and we clean our energy out from not putting ourselves and inserting ourselves where we're not meant to be, then we collect ourselves back to ourselves and we create a clean and open vessel where the dream can just sit and land. Right, exactly. We create an inner alignment, right? A clean landscape. Because what is going on is my own judgment of myself, which I'm then projecting on to other people. Exactly. Right? right. So no one's judging me, right? I'm creating some sort of narrative to entertain myself. I mean, who knows why I create that narrative? Um, perhaps that narrative is just a narrative of the world that I've adopted. And that the work then becomes, let me clean up this fault storyline and create a new one. I was a... Uh, recently like I was like on a date and I was like just daring myself to be like yeah and I'm a healer and and uh, he's like and I I mean I'm sure I did say it. he goes oh you say that like you're a little embarrassed about it like he could see it and I was like yeah I think I'm trying to like teach myself how not to be embarrassed about it and to like own it and he's like well you're just basically saying that you're powerful right and I was like Thank you for being my teacher. <laughs> well, and that's a really interesting thing. Where do we have judgments about certain things? But if we don't look at the thing itself, but we look at what the energy of the thing is, being a healer is I, I'm someone who can hold enough space and enough power to help make things happen on the planet. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's also what you do as a director. Yeah, you know what I mean? And also what you do as a friend. And also what you do as a daughter. That's just who you are. Yes. Like, yeah, this is another manifestation of that. It's the same as saying, I don't want to tell someone I'm an actor because they're going to say, well, you don't have any credits mm-hmm. on your resume, whatever. But it's like, well, no, what is the energy underneath being an actor? I'm someone who with deep empathy can connect to 
what it is to be a human being. Oh, yeah, that's also how I show up in my relationship. Oh, yeah, that's also how I show up with my relationship with Mother Earth. Oh, oh yeah, I, that's just that's just what I am. Yeah. And it manifests as sometimes being uh-huh. on a TV set and sometimes yeah. as being in a play and sometimes as having a conversation over coffee. What I am is just manifesting in different forms, but I don't need to be embarrassed about any of the forms it manifests in because then ultimately I'm betraying myself again. Well, it's almost—it's so funny you use that word embarrassed because isn't that thing about when we were in different places and I was up high and you were in the depths that we both had to not be embarrassed about where we were. Exactly. And like not make wrong where we were, but be able to be like, yeah, it's all of it. Yes. It's all divine. It's all holy. And not think... Man, Kristen's doing a great job where she is. I really need to change and get my act together and be over where she is. Or for you to say, wow, maybe mm. my feet aren't enough on the ground over here. Maybe I need to change where I am. Yes. To and then ultimately we're watering down our gifts to try to get where we're not meant to be. Right. It'd be like if I tried to be a brunette, right? Yes. Like, you know, yes. I mean, I could dye my hair, but like, really, we're, we're like made for the job we have to do on the planet. Yes. So it comes back to like, deep self-acceptance, deep self-love, and validation from within. My path is my way. Everything is exactly as it's supposed to be. And if I know that all paths are leading me to my own awakening, Mm -hmm. then I know that when your mom says that snarky thing or your dad uh, disappoints you or like whatever is happening over the Christmas holiday, like, oh, they said that thing again then I also know that they are all perfectly chosen to help me lead myself back to myself too. And I can get to the moment of, yeah, you know, as much as it really triggers something in me when they say, you know, when are you going to give up this artist dream of yours and get a real job? And that triggers something in me. But I also know that if not for the tension that that creates, maybe... I wouldn't want it as much. Maybe I, I, you know, like where could there actually be something that's propelling me towards it, even in the created resistance to it. And so I can just say, oh, part of their path is being exactly where they are. And part of mine is to stay where I am, no matter what they do or say. Yeah. Ram Dass says it's all grist for the mill. He has this whole book about how everything that comes up in our life experience is our point of entry Mm -hmm. yes right there where you are what is that thing that's coming up use it yes that's an entryway all of it is taking us to knowing ourselves as the divine to knowing ourselves as whole it's all bringing us back and thank you thank you thank you that's why when we don't have resistance to whatever life brings then we can actually get why it, why it's come to be a friend to us. Yeah. What's the awesome message that it has? Like everything is always in dialogue with us, right? Like even the fact that we had so many different ways <laughs> we tried to make this podcast happen, right? Wasn't that showing us like there's so many different ways. There's so many ways. There's endless ways. And, and if you give up when it feels like there's no way... Yeah then you lose the opportunity of the miracle of the way that is the way. And what did we learn, too? We learned about ease. Yeah. We learned that there's this, like, really easy way for us to do what we want to do on the planet that actually means, like, that weighs less, that causes, you know, it's less equipment. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, on the tip of uh, 
of kind of everything being part of the way. I remember telling this, I wrote a script about this actually, because I wanted to have a healing moment with this moment. But when I went home for Christmas one year, I was playing apples to apples with my family. That's right. Your apples to apples story. And uh, for those of you that know the game, the, the person whose turn it is, they pick a card and then everyone around the table picks the card that they think best describes the card that the, mm-hmm. the person has. So the card that I had was my dreams and all my family around the table put uh, the card down. And when I was going through the cards that everyone put down, my mom put down the card unrealistic. And I was so hurt. Like, I was so hurt. Like, Mom, what do you mean my dreams are unrealistic? And she said, well, they are. Like, how many people get to go be actors? How many, like, it is unrealistic. And, like, in her paradigm, it, it is. It actually is. But here's the gift. The gift is it's unrealistic for her. And it wasn't for me. Yeah. And I got to live a life that created possibility that wasn't there before I arrived in this form. And now the gift is my beautiful, sweet mom, who's retired and, um, you know, almost 60 now, can now start to think, wait, look what Natalie did. Natalie did something that I thought was impossible. Like, she, she did what I believed was unrealistic. Wait, what have I taken off the table for myself that now I want to do, that now yeah. I get to do? And for her, she's opened her mind and her heart open to traveling, and she was always scared to do that. She never uh, thought she could, and now she's like, she went to Europe for the first time last year, and just her eyes were open to what's now possible for her. So sometimes what we can do, especially in those holiday family situations where someone says a limitation that really they feel for themselves mm-hmm. that might be getting projected over on our path. Yeah. And we get to see it as the opportunity for it stops here as mm. I get to be the one who with my life heals that. Yeah. And whether I was successful at my dreams or not, it's the same ending of the story. It's not unrealistic because I spend my life in relationship to it. Yeah. Not running away from it and taking it off the table. And that is the opportunity for all of us to say, when I stay in my own lane, when I live my dreams, when I remove from my path the limiting thoughts or the things that are invading or the thoughts that I need to be embarrassed about who I am, when I take those things off the table and I open myself fully to my dream and my purpose... All it will do is inspire and show others what's possible that they never knew was. Yes, and we can be mindful that as we live our our truth and we take steps forward on our path, it may trigger people who don't realize what our freedom and our liberation may be doing inside of them. Mm-hmm. So we can trust that if someone does say something that's like, oh, I feel that it's just a reflection of you living from your truth is actually doing its work. It's stirring things up inside of people. And that's a great thing. That's excellent. That means the work is happening so that you can like stand and continue to be dedicated to being who and what you are on the planet and know that 
you're actually like, it's like the first thing that happens is people get triggered and then you can watch as people also get inspired, Mm -hmm. but you can't inspire anyone if you're also afraid of not triggering someone. Right. And so as we go into this like holiday season, I just want to give us all permission to say, Hey, my path is exactly as it is meant to be. And my and where I want to go, where I'm being led, the path that I am now being called to walk on is so exciting to be on. And if people have reactions around me, hey, that's not my job. And if I watch people and I get reacted by their path, oh, all right, well, what's what is that then asking of me? Yeah. Right? So it really is creating a space of huge non-judgment, mm. right? And then and, and allowing those places, if the judge wants to come up or the, 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 that part of us that wants to label or criticize, it, it becomes a point of self-inquiry. Right. And in the same way we acknowledge and stand for, my path is perfect. Whatever I did or didn't do or wherever I went or didn't go, whatever success I had or didn't, it's perfect for this moment. And I trust that I'm exactly where I'm meant to be doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And if there's more information, I'll get it. And I trust that I'll keep the channel clear enough to get it. And in the same way I take a stand for that, I take a stand that your path is perfect for you too. Mm -hmm. And if you're cranky and you're judgmental or you're putting me or anyone else down, I'm just going to trust that that's where you need to be. And I'm not going to try to fix it or get involved. That I also will give you permission to be wherever it is that you feel your path is leading you. And I will not play divine in your life Mm -hmm. of thinking I know better for you, what's right for you. If you chose this for yourself, then I trust that this contrast you've chosen for yourself, that this difficult situation or this unlived life that you've chose for yourself, I trust that your growth and learning is in that. Yeah, and as you know, I've had a situation um, with someone in my life who I love very deeply that I have to really work hard not to be in attachment with and not to mess with their path and allow them to have whatever thoughts or narrative or creation that they are doing. And I'm so grateful for this person because it does take me in such a deep place with the divine of that person is yours and belongs to you. And I know there is something going on there that that my job is just to let go yeah. and to trust and let go and to trust and let go and to trust. And um, recently, I just got word <clears throat> that uh, this person was put in a situation and that from far away, I can just see the divine written all over it. Yeah. And then it becomes the universe being like, hey. Wink, wink. <laughs> look what I can do. Yeah. Right? Look how this person is getting exactly everything they need, and I didn't need you to make it happen. Right, and which brings me back to Kristen. Take your take your hands off the wheel. Yeah. Right. I'll, we're going to be really clear with you what your job is, and let us do our job. You know, I had this really funny moment with my partner the other day, 
where I was getting ready to go to Paris. And, you know, right before you travel and you have a million things to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I had been sick. I'd been going to all these doctors and picking up medicine and doing all the things. And I was like running down the street trying to get to like a pharmacy before it closed. And I was talking to my love on the phone and I was just venting. I was just like, and I'm busy and I'm this and I'm running and I'm hot and Mm -hmm. I'm leaving and it's so hard. And And, and he so lovingly was like, well, try to think of this positive thing or or this or you're going to be in Paris soon I'm going to give you so many kisses and and he was like and the trying to make it better was making me annoyed I was noticing and then I really I stopped on the street and I had this really profound insight I was like oh do you know what I actually don't want you to fix it I actually just want to be heard yeah I actually just want someone to hear that I'm frustrated and in pain but I actually don't want anyone to take the pain or frustration away I just want someone to say, oh, yeah, I see that you're in pain and frustration. Got it. And it was so interesting that I was like, oh, anything he's doing to try to make it better Mm -hmm. actually bothers me more. And And I said to him, I said, oh, I think I actually just need to know that I'm I'm heard and witnessed in it. Yeah. And he's like, that's it. I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah. He goes. Yeah, I can see that you're having a really hard day. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's it. Yeah. Okay, moving on. You know what I mean? It's just being witnessed. It's just being seen. Isn't that all our emotions want? Like, our emotions want us to go, oh, hi, sadness, I see you. I love you. Oh, hi, guilt, I see you. I love you. Like, our own emotional body just wants us to be the witness to it. Right. Right? And for us, not even to have to fix it. But to be with it and be be willing to feel it and then to let it and then surrender to letting it do what it wants to do. And it even makes me think when someone comes at us with judgment or whatever, it's like, oh, what in you wants to be seen? What in you feels invisible right now that you have to make this about me? Oh, is there is there some pain in you that just wants to be witnessed? Mm -hmm. Cool. Let me not create any separation then. What's going on? Thank you for sharing that. Uh, what's what's going on with you? You know, yeah. like what wants to be witnessed? Like, yeah. how can I hold space for whatever pain that either of us might be in, and how we want to create a story of separation in the same way? I this is what I love and value about our friendship so much. You were on the other end of the planet. You were literally in a different stratosphere, and. I'd also been doing a lot of psychedelics as well. So, like, I'm sure I was just, like, going around planets. Right. And I was pumped with all the Western medicine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we were on different stratospheres. But never for a moment was there the feeling of judging, making wrong, or saying, like, well, that must be nice for them. (laughs) Whatever. Like, there was never a moment of that. It was really just, as we teach community you know, artists creating, like doing community together. And as Michael Beckwith says, community creating immunity, that as long as we don't get into separation, we're all good. And can can we learn just to love and fall in love with our own path as ours? Yeah. Right? And not wish it looked like someone else's. No. I mean, I can tell you, honestly, there were many times when I'm like, Kristen's looks more fun. <laughs> I want to be in the light. I don't want to be in so much pain anymore. Like it's yeah, it's easy to to wish our path wasn't ours. But 
But if I accept it as if I chose it, I had a great teacher say to me once, mm-hmm. if it's not changing, you're choosing. Yeah. Well, right. That reminds me of uh, Carolyn Elliott and how she talks about it as um, having this evidence of wanting. Mm. Right. So it takes me back to that idea of our, our lives as our art. Yeah. And uh, you and I had a great experience once where we were sharing what if this is all a game? Yes. What if this is all a game we created for ourselves? Yes. And if it, if so, how can I say, why would I have wanted to create the game of getting so sick? Mm-hmm. Why did I think that would be interesting? Mm-hmm. What did I think I would learn from it? Yes. What? And the second I start training my brain to be an investigator for how I might have chosen it, the suffering ceases. The pain may still be there, but the suffering ceases as the inquiry begins. Yeah. Well, it's so funny. When I play that game with myself of, ooh, why did I think this would be fun? A lot of the answers I get is so that I could teach myself about my own power. Uh, Isn't that really interesting? Uh, um, I also want to share with our listeners one thing because I think this is really fun. My mom, right before, on my way to the airport, I'm talking to Sweet Lolly, and... She was so excited for my travels, and she said, it's really important that you go and appreciate how beautiful the world is, um, because the universe wants to be applauded. Uh. So just like performers in a play want to be applauded, the universe is like, gets so turned on by our appreciation of it. And it was like, and she said something to me of, it enhances both the person doing the appreciation and that that is being appreciated. Oh. Right? And I was like, ooh, this is a good download, Lolly. And um, and I was like, I'm going to think of myself as applauding for the world as I go through it. Like, oh, universe, look Wait at the sin. Oh. oh, come on. Good job. Oh, universe, look at these cobblestone streets. Great oh. job. In the same way I can look in the mirror and say, universe, good, <laughs> good job. job. And can I do that with my own path? Well, this just really makes me think. The way we stay in our own lane and maintain connection and community and love is appreciation. That's right. When I am appreciating you, I can't judge you and I can't worry about you. Yeah. When I'm appreciating you, I'm not trying to control you or change you. When I'm appreciating you. So could I make it my job this holiday season that no matter what energy gets thrown at me, the way I stay on my own side of the street and I stay devoted to my purpose and my dharma on the planet is that I appreciate myself, my process, my journey, and you, whatever you're doing, whatever you're saying. I find appreciation. And appreciation is so easy to find. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks for chatting with me. Thanks for uh, coming to my little uh, place in Paris. Uh, Always. (laughs) Uh, And to all of our listeners, wherever you are, wherever your path has taken you, thank you for being exactly who you are. Have a happy, safe, healthy, beautiful, appreciative holiday. (laughs) And we appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for listening. We love to feel like we have friends all over the world in Facebook community, you can 
go to the Create Community page. That's C, period, R, period, E, period, A, period, T, period, E, period, community. And if you loved this podcast, why not share it with a friend? 